I was just about to send people over there to search for you because I was a little nervous. Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> with, the, with the email address, I'm like, I don't know about this. Oh, yeah. Because um, I have a girlfriend of mine that lives down in Odenton or Crofton, and even though I have our phone number saved, for whatever reason, the email address shows up whenever I text her. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I don't know about this. You know, I'm new to even using this thing on this com- <laughs> this level. I usually just draw on it. But yeah, your iPad, right? Yeah. So hopefully it'll just, um, it'll cooperate better than the phone. I'm yeah, it sounds hiding. pretty good. Okay, cool. Well, uh, last week I had uh, Black History Month. How's it been so far? Say that again. I said this is the last week of uh, Black History Month. We are um, here. Yeah, we here. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I I just don't feel like Black History is celebrated the same or the energy just isn't the same as it used to be like when we was growing up. It's like, yeah, we know it's Black History Month, but I just remember so much more going on, even when it came down to the schools. and I don't know. It's different. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, you know what it is? Yeah. I think a lot of people are so affected by, just by <laughs> what's going on in the world. Yeah. And even in the city or even in Baltimore where it's just like, Every year, it's either about, you know, it's more so about the schools don't have air conditioning or heating, and the schools are really old, and they haven't updated them or anything, and, you know, the funding, and, you know, elected officials are shifty, so it's just like, I think a lot of people are just shaky on the trust as far as who they give their money to when it comes to the schools, and the the school's not getting the money, and then, you know, people... The big talk has been about teachers and pay and everything. And, you know, I honestly, if, you know, the teachers aren't getting paid, you know, yeah. there's not, they're not going to be passionate about it. Yeah. And not for nothing, like, I learned more at home um, about Black History Month than I did yeah. in school. And we say. were talking about it, like, two episodes ago about, the How in school of... it was the, it was either, it was the lack of mm-hmm. or it was a certain narrative yeah. to make it seem like oh we only invented these few things and you know the white people did all the bigger shit yeah which in reality a lot of the white people stole shit from other people right uh, that's one of the things like I appreciate about um my son's school is even though there's seemingly like isn't anything black history related any in any of their lessons they find a way to incorporate it within whatever they have going on whatever their lesson plan is um they find different ways to cater the lesson to the child which i appreciate um by mentioning not just people from from the past, but also 
present day that's relatable to them you know what I mean in their generation and to say okay well if you know who this person is this is the person who originated that or this is the idea that it originally came from I mean they even gone into giving them different landmarks around Maryland that was associated with the Underground Railroad stuff like that which I you know what I mean I appreciate um or they even allowed due to you know my son learning situation being the way that it is I'm very active in his everyday schooling um more so to just make sure that he has the necessary um resources available to him and to be able to articulate certain things to him that the teacher might not necessarily be able to because he understands things differently than just like, you can tell him some stuff, and most of the time he'll be able to pick up on it, but sometimes you just have to reword it to get him to understand it a little bit better. So mm-hmm. I can kind of piggyback off of the teachers, and the teachers appreciate it. You know, they include me as well, even when it comes down to the Black history lessons that they taught, or, you know, or just how they incorporated it into the lesson and was saying, hey, you know, so-and-so's mom, do you, you know, are you aware of this? And I'll, you know, be able to give a little bit of feedback. Or if I don't, I'll allow them to, you know, I don't have no problem with saying, I had no idea. Please enlighten me. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, so it, you're absolutely right. It does have to, you can't rely on just the schools to teach the lessons because, Right now, I just don't think that they really have the resources to engage the way that they used to. Even the, the narrative is like, <sighs> what I realize today is that it goes beyond just the lack of knowledge in Black history. It's the lack of knowledge, period. And it's a bit disturbing. Yeah, have I mean, you I'm still seen. Did you see that Helen Keller was t- on trending earlier today? I did not, but I did. Something told me to look her up. Okay. Yesterday so you, or the day before. You don't know the reason why she was trending. No. She was trying to send you the video. She was trending because um, a teacher, I guess, I, I assume he was even a teacher or teacher. He's talking to his students and asked them who certain people were or certain events that happened in history. And the student basically one called Helen Keller a he and said that he was a spy during World War II. And he was like, do you mean Hitler? And she was like, no, Helen Keller. And then somebody else came in and was like, no, Helen Keller is the woman that they said that was dumb, deaf, and blind, but she didn't really exist. Oh. oh, I'm exhausted already. That was just one thing. I ain't even going to spoil the rest of it. (laughs) Because you could literally see the frustration on the teacher face like, wait, where, what? Where do you get this? First of all, <coughs> do you understand like 
a deaf blind person as a spy? I, that's the thing. They thought that I I don't I, I don't know. I don't even know. See, I don't I'm stuck. I don't know. Defer it. Uh, <laughs> I am stuck. I, I thought that it was bad shit around the time when Vines was out and there was this big debate on whether or not the Titanic really happened. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Um, cause this kind of came up, this came up on TikTok recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was late at night and when I came to sleep, I found myself on TikTok just scrolling through right. shit. Now, for the most part, I believe people go in there just to troll, just to say stupid shit. Yeah. Like, um, they say stupid shit like, oh, you know, um, Megan Thee Stallion's really a man, and Michelle Obama's uh, really a man. Yeah, Barack knows. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But there are some things I want to say is like the dark side of TikTok, where it's like conspiracy theories. I know, right? It's uh, conspiracy theories and um, photographs time just right and morbid facts. Yeah, and um, but. The conspiracy theory, I came across TikTok that said that <clears throat> at the bottom of the sea is not the Titanic, it's the Olympia. Mm. So I was like, okay. And it doesn't go into any further detail because <laughs> you get less than 60 seconds. I was about to say, like, but I couldn't sleep for about an hour. I was like, hold get on. Get more context of... Right. And you know, they stretch shit out like, ooh, like for part two. No, I'm not following you. <laughs> Just for part two. I'm going <clears throat> to give me more information. Whole, yeah. You can't drop that piece of information. Like, say it by word and not give me like actual video or images or something like that. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But I was like, ain't no fucking way. Like, y'all let it go for that long. To where they actually made a three-hour movie about it. They actually had like specials where people went underwater and explored the shit, and it looked like like a ghost ship of the Titanic. Right. I'm like, you can't you can't convince me otherwise. It, it didn't actually happen, or it was it actually wasn't the, the Titanic. It was something else. But you know what? I try not to dig too deep. In TikTok, or like some kind of rabbit hole around conspiracy theories, because I kind of feel like I shouldn't be watching this <laughs> shit. And <laughs> I feel like the more I dig, the more something, you know, shit's gonna come back on me. Right. And I get investigated because I know there's bugs and everything. They're probably even bugging this thing. Right. But um, yeah, like I know when I was younger, um, like even as early as grade school the um, the range was very limited and of course like most of the faculty was white Um, and the books were old and everything and you know we had encyclopedias but that shit was old yeah so of course a lot of the shit that they write is of a particular narrative. Um, but I really wanted to get on here and um, 
I did my homework. Mm. I know <clears throat> two episodes ago you wanted me to watch three yep. movies or two movies in a special. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. And I did. I watched them in the order you told me to. You told me to watch Malcolm X first, um, One Night in Miami, and then Who Killed Sam? Right. So I did that. It took me about two days to do it. Um, Because Malcolm X, that's like half of a workday. And Malcolm X hit me differently now than it did when I first saw it. Um, Because, you know, watching it now, I, I picked up on a lot more shit. They didn't go into a whole lot of detail as far as like, the FBI and stuff in Malcolm X. But what I realized is that he had a lot of people around him all the time. And once a a lot of stuff in One Night in Miami, as far as he was concerned, they put in kind of, for me, just told me, okay, well, it was definitely an inside job. And I think well, I, I know it was because it was it was uh, other members uh, that followed mm-hmm. Muhammad, Roger Muhammad. But um, it was it was crazy. What was insane to me watching Malcolm X was he had a lot of power. Yeah, like he moved, <laughs> like not only just moving people within the community, but everywhere he went, he had a a huge-ass entourage, like, bigger than Eddie Murphy, bigger than Michael Jackson. And if you even, if you even, like, lifted a finger to, like, put on your jacket or something, everybody moved towards you. Because they were just like, yeah, you can't... Like, like that scene where the kid came in to the diner and um, he was moving a little too fast Everybody, like, between him and Malcolm X, like, moved. Because they were like, no. I was like, you don't see shit like this unless you, like, at the airport. Like, <laughs> like some checkpoint shit. Um, but it was just, I'd never seen that before. Right. Where not only <coughs> do you have a large group of people with you, and it's not like you have an album out or, like, you put out like a new book or anything, but like it hit me in the movie just how powerful he was when they were um, all coming down mm-hmm. the steps. Um, and a guy, I think a guy approached him, and I thought that was like going to be an assassination. I was about to say that, yeah, that part as a young in my younger self remember me feeling the same way like was this dude trying to run up on him and was it supposed to be an assassination attempt and then turn around and looking at it now it's like wait a minute that wasn't his intent at all his intent was to warn him and try to save him and basically understand the severity of what it is that's going on like dude I am running up on you (laughs) to tell you this you know what I'm saying so I guess it's one of them things where I realized my younger self interpreting the movie wasn't necessarily the correct way. 
instead of me really listening to what the movie was telling me, I was more so paying attention to actions, I guess you can say, body language, stuff like that. That's that stuck out to me instead of all of it. So I realize now I gotta do movies like I do my albums <laughs> because it's in section because it's so <laughs> much going on that I find that some things that I think may not be as important actually are important and I completely overlooked it. I've realized that um a lot lately when it comes down to certain movies that um I guess you could say I admire or enjoyed in some way or at least I thought I enjoyed because I'm like how did I enjoy it the way that I did and I clearly did not have a full understanding of what was going on but it let's just say that my brain (laughs) like within the past I'm gonna say three years has gotten significantly better but five to ten years ago what shit in any way shape or form um have you watched The Irishman? No, but I've wanted to. Um, Al Pacino, that? Joe Pesci, and Robert De Niro. Um, oh, I heard Ray about Romano. that. It's, it's a... Lord, the same three people that played. Yes, he, he brought them all together, and he didn't... The technology that they used to, I guess you call it, de-age them, was, is fucking amazing, first of all. Um... I just finished what, but I read, I watched that movie twice. It's a long movie, so it's a lot to take in. But even watching the movie twice, I didn't fully understand what was going on until this third time that I watched it. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. And see, that Martin Scorsese Mm. guy, he he does his movies that way. Because let me tell you, um, The Departed. Yeah. Prime example. I I watched that movie probably three or four times the last ten or mm-hmm. fifteen years, and the ending I still don't get it. Really? And I re I go I'm not even going to dedicate this episode to that because it's not even Black History. But like I'll just tell you I've gone on Wikipedia, read the thing, and I'm just like you still don't get it. Okay, we went to. Don't we're gonna talk don't, about it after we're not gonna talk about it on this. We're gonna talk, we want to have our own conversation. Yeah, because okay, all right, yeah. Um, so, so mm-hmm. Malcolm X, right? The movie, um, like it, it just blew me away that 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 part, uh, when they were on the stairs coming down the stairs, just how they mm-hmm. all moved and stopped at his call, or just but it was like. At the same time, there was something else coming towards him from within his own right. organization. And, you know, I always remember um, <laughs> having read and being taught this about Malcolm X is that he was killed by his own people. Yeah, I was. A... That, which it's just. Interesting. Yeah, but we're talking me. about this. As a matter of fact, I'm about to pull it out while we on the phone now. I mean, while we talking now, because um, but also um, another thing in that movie, as far uh, that stuck with me was that everybody was in that organization knew about Elijah Muhammad's extracurricular right. activities. 
Um, and from, you know, Malcolm X to the guy that he met in jail that, I guess, converted him or convinced him yeah. to convert. And it's like, when you think about that at that time in the 50s or 60s, where, you know, you have like a, the traditional view where it's like men are faithful mm. to women, and then you have this other piece of that time where it's just like, um, we are being treated as second class citizens in a country that was built on our backs. I was, I was <clears throat> watching it, I was just like, why, how can we like be so steep, how can we be so steep in a religion behind a man that is not holding up, you know, what it means to be proud and what it means to be faithful? Because I think in addition to the extracurricular mm. stuff, he was also still legally right. married. Um, and you know, it. I knew it was watching the movie. I knew it was dangerous territory for him for Malcolm X to even. It will question it. Um, even expressed concern was right because. It's you. It's you against right. the army, because they're even though they know it's it's uh, yeah. But it's like even though they know and they're aware of it, it's really not a good look for any of us to go against him because there are other people in that army that are just as down and have nothing to lose. Because you, you got to think about it. This is another thing I w- that went through my mind because I, I mm-hmm. ran into shit, you know, I do. <laughs> like, you know, look at Malcolm X. Like, he... Mom's in a mental uh, institution. His dad is was very respected... Um, Minister, right? Minister, um, very proud, stood up against the Ku Klux Klan, um, was mysteriously killed. Um, but he had it rough, started hustling, got into a really bad, the mm. bad crowd and shit like that. But what I'm saying is, he wasn't, he didn't come from, like, he wasn't born right. with a silver spoon. And so you just think about like you have this large mm-hmm. congregation that follows one man and people have mm-hmm. nothing to lose. Um so it was it was just like and that's just a reflection of like life. Like you have like cliques and packs and like mm-hmm. groups that run together and it could be for no good reason, but people are like blindly loyal to where they'll turn on right. other people in that group. And it's just it's just out of power. And like he Malcolm X was warned a couple of times, even by the guy that he met in jail. Um like don't investigate this, don't right. go any further with this. But 
like I have nothing but respect for Michael <laughs> Max um, for doing that because you know it's it's testing his faith and testing every all of what he was taught as far as Muslim faith, but um. It was crazy just watching it. Yeah, um, it's movie. interesting too because today, um, are you familiar with Sean King? Okay, um, yes. He <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Beige, they call him. Talcum X. I scream. Yeah. Him... Um, oh Lord! But oh. he. Every time I see it, I'm like, wow, the names. Y'all are some creative people on the internet. I swear, I got to give y'all credit. Because the stuff that they come up with, I be like, Jesus. Like, y'all don't, I never let me down. The internet is something else. (laughs) But. Like, I try, when it comes to Sean King, I try not to jump on the Yeah, I don't, I mean, everybody has a at the end of the day. So, my thing is, is I don't care. He, what y'all could be saying is true. So what? It doesn't change what it is that they're bringing attention to or what they're trying to write. Like, so all of that, right. that who his parents was and all of that, I don't, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Um, I've heard good and bad things about him, but ultimately I hear good and bad things about everybody. So he ain't no different. Right. Um, <laughs> but today he posted, um, I gotta go to the link, but he posted a, Confession from um, a, reti- a retired NYPD officer named Raymond Wood, <coughs> who um, wrote a confession as to the role that the NYPD and the FBI played in Malcolm X's murder. Um, you want me to read it? Okay. Um, January 25th, 2011, to whom it may concern. I, Raymond A. Wood, being of sound mind and body, wish to confess the following. And keep in mind, uh, anybody who wants to go back and look at this, it's on Sean King's Instagram page, and he has a link in his bio for it also. Um, But it says, um, I was a I was a black New York City undercover police officer from April 1964 through May of 1971. I participated in actions that in hindsight were deplorable and detrimental to the advancement of my own black people. My actions on behalf of the New York City Police Department, BOSSI unit, I believe B-O-S-S-I, were done under duress and feared that if I did not follow the orders of my handlers, I could face detrimental consequences. Presently, I am going, I am aging and failing health. Recently, I have learned that the death of Mr. Thomas Johnson and I are deeply concerned that with my death, with my death, his family will not be able to exonerate him after being wrongly convicted of the killing of Malcolm X. The facts are as, are as the um, are as follows. April 17, 1964, I was hired by the New York City Police Department without, tra- without training 
I immediately was assigned to the Bossy Investigation Unit. My job was to inf infiltrate civil rights organizations throughout New York City to find evidence of criminal activity so the FBI could discredit and arrest its leaders. <clears throat> After witnessing repeated brutality at the hands of my coworkers, the police, I tried to, um, tried to resign. Instead, I was threatened with arrest by pending marijuana and alcohol trafficking charges on me if I did not follow through with the assignment. Under the direction of my handlers, I was told to encourage leaders and members of civil rights groups to commit fel felonious acts. The, state, um, the Statue of Liberty bombing idea was created by my supervisor and handler. Using surveillance and agents, using the surveillance, using surveillance, the agency learned that Bowie and Saeed were key players in Malcolm X's crowd control security detail. It was my assignment to draw the two men into a felonious federal crime so that they could be arrested by the FBI and kept away from managing Malcolm X's um, Audubon. Ballroom door security on February 21st, 1965. On February 16th, 1965, the Statue of Liberty plot was carried out and the men were arrested just days before the assassination of Malcolm. At the time, I was not aware that Malcolm X was the target. On February 21st, 1965, I was ordered to be at, at the um, Audubon Ballroom where I was identified by witnesses while leaving, at, um, leaving the scene. Thomas Johnson was later arrested and wrongly convicted to protect my cover and the secret of the FBI and the NYPD. I have placed my full confession into the care of my cousin, Reginald Wood Jr. I have requested that this information be held until after I passed away. It is my hope that this information is received with the understanding that I carried these secrets with heavy heart and remorsely regret and participated in my participation in this manner. So... They're basically saying that he, they created these plots to pinpoint on Malcolm X's security detail during the time that he was supposed to go do his speech in order for them not to be able to be there so they can go ahead and assassinate them. Assassinate Malcolm X. And that the person that they pinned it on wasn't the person that was behind it. Yeah. So yeah, the plot thickens. Um, so I'm glad you read that because when I was when I watched um, mm. one night in Miami, right? Now, mind you, that's supposed to be a. a uh, an account of what happened give as okay. given by Jim Brown. Oh no, I don't. No, I, I'm I do not know. Um, honestly, I've I've been trying to find that out. The only thing that I've really been able to come across is that it's what the conversation could have possibly been, but I don't know if. Jim Brown was consulted as far as giving any feedback or information about what happened at night. I haven't been able to find anything about that. <clears throat> so what I can say is that it's it sounds accurate because um, 
a lot of what was covered in the Sam Cooke special as far as him having his own mm-hmm. recording company and stuff and the Elvis Presley thing, which were two pieces of history that were in the movie, were also part of his, um, was brought up in the special. So I'm like, okay, well, it may have very well been true. Like, everything they discussed. Yeah. And everything it that happened um, during that night. <clears throat> right. So... There was a part in One Night in Miami where they're mm-hmm. all at the bar. And Malcolm X goes over to the window. And sees... And yes. one of his followers giving a piece of information yes. to the CIA or the FBI. Um, and I was like, huh. And by this point, I'd already seen Malcolm X and I was, was kind of like... Marinating, yeah. just like, huh. it, it, like I knew, I I understood it to be an inside yeah, job. Yeah, it gives you damn, a completely different understanding. It, you get to see it more, get an idea more in depth of. Even if it was to say that that's not the case, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Let's just say, for example, it was paranoia. You get to see one the reason why he was as precautious as he was or quote-unquote paranoid even though he had a legit reason to be that way you know what I'm saying and it it gives you an understanding of these are the things that he saw or even if he thought that he saw them he had reason to believe what he was believing or why he felt the way that he felt why he moved the way that he moved whatever it was there was reasons behind it because these are the things that he experienced this is if you was to see the situation what would you think how would you feel? <laughs> Your man's a snitch. Like it's a whole. Like come on, you know but what I'm saying? That's the so, right. But the thing, the <coughs> thing about it is, like, you can't hide from the government. Like they were putting wiretaps on people over in Europe and and tracking people I'm over in Europe, like that seabird lady that you was telling me about. Um, but the government, yeah, um, and I yeah, read that story. The, the roles but that yeah, they like, played in a lot of that stuff. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad that it's really been put out there, though. And you know what I mean? It, I just, just imagine in the next ten years of all of the stuff that's happened during that time period. How many people are going to do their confessions? to say, you know, I need to clear myself or I need to let y'all know what it was or these are the things that I lived with and why I lived with them the way that I did, regardless of what we may think about it, doesn't change the fact that it happened. Um, I don't want to look at it for more so of, well, why do you think that they did it or I don't care about the opinion. The point is, is that it happened and these are the reasons why it happened, whether you agree with it or not. Just put the story together. <clears throat> right, because no matter how you cut it, or you mm-hmm. know how blue in the face you want to get with the semantics yep. and everything, Malcolm X was murdered. Yep. Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered. Yep. John F. Kennedy was murdered. And what 
I've come to realize and understood and read about in my adult life is that all three were an inside job. You have to watch now, the, the One Piece. Sir, but the fact that you said that you this is the no, and the one why piece, I said that you have to watch it. And because that was ba- that's based on a true story, right? Supposed to be. It's supposed I kinda to be say based off of it. the book so, Houses, which is supposed to be a confession, and I ain't gonna go no further than that. <laughs> Just leave it at that. What that, I heard, that you like houses. some cold word shit. But nevertheless, yeah. one yeah. Um, but another thing I come to understand or realize was that. And this this fucked me up for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That Martin Luther King Jr. did not die on the spot. Like he was alive. I saw that um, too. After he got shot. But then I he got uh, suffocated with um, a pillow. And so, see, I've seen I don't know. That's one of the things where I couldn't tell you if it's true or not. Like, it could be true, but it also could be true, and I haven't found... So, this is another thing I saw on TikTok, and I know I said most of the people that be on there be trolling, but when you got photographic evidence of not the actual smothering... Of him in a hospital. It's a photo mm-hmm. of my... Right, in a hospital bed. Sitting upright yeah. with like I think a tube coming out of his nose. So, unless this motherfucker had nine lives like a cat, and maybe four or five lives like Super Mario Brothers, I, yeah, I'm not sure because some I'm like, like that had you, to be the look day. at I, like you'll have um like Snopes. I know you're familiar with Snopes. Yeah, you know, they'll give you an explanation yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. like, the photograph was supposedly taken at a another time. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna put it to you like this. I'm a very strong believer in truth is stranger than fiction. I'm a very strong believer in sometimes the truth is sitting directly in front of your face. Sometimes you just don't want to acknowledge it. Um, anything is possible. Because we weren't there to witness it ourselves. You see what I'm saying? So it's possible. I don't see why not. Regardless of how outrageous people may think it might be, or um, listen, we have seen that and me out. right, and we've seen the maliciousness behind you know, keeping people silent or make sure that this person don't get too much power. If they got too much power, you find some type, like for fuck's sake, y'all bombed neighborhoods because you didn't like the fact that a person was talking or you didn't like the fact that these people were living a life better than what you felt like they deserved to live. So the idea that y'all would assassinate a black man for speaking up for himself and his people or going against the grain that you were called, whatever, is not uh, hard to believe. Or 
somebody didn't get the job done and somebody had to go in and go finish the job is not something that's hard to believe either. Y'all do that shit for outside contracts. Like, that's what I'm saying. So it's like the idea that it can't possibly is bogus. Regardless of how far-fetched it may seem to be, a lot of the things that happen in history leaves you with the what the fuck moment. Like, did that and and it really happened. So, you know, it I don't know. It's Yeah, that I um <laughs> I'm glad you gave me that homework assignment because had it not been for one night in Miami, I would have never I told you looked at the Malcolm just give you definitely or his life. Not definitely, but just like Y'all really like this J Egg like all right, this J Edgar Hoover dude, like Man. off the fucking meat rack. And this is somebody and this is somebody that's seen the, the movie on his life. Which one? With uh, Leo DiCaprio. It's a good movie, by the way. Y'all should How see old it. Is that? J Edgar. Leonardo okay. DiCaprio's in it. He plays oh, J Edgar. Okay. I found it. Um and Right. So, um, I mean, besides the fact that he was mm-hmm. over the FBI Eight for as long as he was, Jeez. like, wow. pretty much his... Right, like, and he he came up, no, like, yeah. I think around Prohibition. Like, he was, like, he was, he never, I don't think he had any other job. <laughs> but, um, he was off the hook. Um, you know, I mean, kind of the first FBI director, whatever too. that was called. Like, yeah, like that was he right. was the FBI. Like there wasn't an FBI before him. Um, and that's probably why he was. They kept him right. in there for so long. Or like, what can you say? You know, oh well, he's. He's tapping too many people's wires. You know, he's got to go. Like, I am the FBI, bitch. Like, what do you want to do? Um, but no, like, I watched the movie and I was like, okay, that wasn't too bad. Um, prior to that, I mean, I've heard his name before, but it was more so around mm-hmm. JFK. And then, <clears throat> so I was just like, okay. But when I got older, yo, and I heard, like, Mm-hmm. All the all kinds of people he would have wiretaps on, like um, Jan, uh, James Baldwin, um, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, I think he was even ta- uh, wiretapping Marlon Brando. Um, and anybody, you know, that MLK of course, Malcolm X of course. Right, and. <laughs> You know, they would do enough to get speculation going, but you never heard of any, like, any official audio tapes of, like, the rumored um, situation (laughs) where MLK was in the Mm -hmm. the room with the pastor having sex with a woman or something. Shit like that. And then, you know... What are you oh, doing? I'm sorry, you didn't hear that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, no. Like I'm getting ready to roll up. Um, but, <laughs> but I had a feeling. I, I was kind of hey, hoping. I'm a patient. It's legal. Give too much information. But nevertheless, another thing. <laughs> another thing. That's that's true. You heard that. Um, another thing I realized is that Marlon Brando. Um. Was blowing the back. Wait, out come again. Of say what? James Baldwin for a while. <laughs> Backtrack that and for me, real quick, please. Can you, I that need you to repeat that for me one more time because you just blew Breyer, my mind, bro. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, for a time, and this is courtesy of, I think Quincy wow. Jones was somebody that. Because, you know, for yeah. a while, I want to say mm-hmm. two or three years ago, mm-hmm. Quincy Jones was just spilling all kinds of tea. All kinds of tea. Like, and I think that was one of the things is that um, Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando had a thing. And Marlon Brando and James Baldwin had a thing. Yeah. And... <laughs> and a, tw- a tweet that I saw that like damn near flatlined me because you know they were all being um, specifically James Baldwin was being mm-hmm. wiretapped and followed and recorded by the FBI um, because they well because he was black and because he, like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King wanted pe- wanted black people specifically to have right um, yeah. liberated minds and a liberated <laughs> way of living. And that's a threat to a lot of people. And still to this day that's still a threat. So they were they were following him and wiretapping him. So the tweet that took me out oh um <laughs> was um it says something to the effect of Counterpool was listening to Marlon Brando blow out James Baldwin's back. What? When I tell you, I screeched oh, wow. like the hyenas in Lion King. I screeched. I screeched. <laughs> I said, you know what? And it's probably true. Um, because, dear, like, think about it. FBI in the first half of the 20th century, no fucks. No fucks. Absolutely zero fucks. Like, anywhere you go, and think about it, like, anywhere you go, if you're a traveling reverend, traveling pastor, just a traveling vacuum cleaner salesman, like, they'll find out where you are. Right. Because you have you have people that see you when you travel, and what they'll do is they'll um they'll just one of the the agents will disguise themselves as like a maintenance man or a janitor or housekeeping or somebody there to like check the the faucets yeah. or the sprinkler system and bug your damn phone. Right? Hell, they don't even you don't even have to be there for them to do it. So. And they they don't their jurisdiction isn't just mm. in this country, or wasn't in this just in this country. Um, so I read that tweet, and wow. the way my mind went, I was like, I believe it, because 
Not for nothing. Marlon Brando was all right. Um, and yeah, he was he was on both ends of the pool. Not gonna lie. So I was like, yeah, back in the sixties. Oh yeah, blowing wow. backs out. And I screamed. I screamed. I was like, this is, this is the <laughs> kind of historical tea that I, this is the kind of tea I live for. Like, like the shit that's like on the street level, I mean, it's fine. But historical tea like that. Give me all the messy. You could have called Mercy. You could have called wow. a medic. Because I was like, because not only are we like creative with like nicknames and shit for like people like Sean King but like the shit that we find in the way that and the shit we put together like short, in simple, 100 and sweet, and you like wait a minute hmm. the way it's delivered <laughs> get a whole like Carapool or Interpool or whatever the fuck it was called they were literally listening to Marlon Brando blow out James Baldwin's back. And you can't tell me <laughs> of a different configuration. Because you look at Marlon Brando in the 60s. <laughs> you look at Marlon Brando in the 50s. You look at Marlon Brando oh. in the 50s or in the 60s. Oh my god. Big dick energy. I know it. Mm-hmm. Total top can't tell me otherwise. He just he he just has that energy. And you look at James Baldwin, nothing against, nothing bad against the dude. Love his work. Ah. I saw a Bill Street could talk for the first time, blown away. Um I saw I'm not your Negro, the documentary, and I have the book. Documentary is beautiful. But mm, I mm, look at James mm. Baldwin and I'm like, he ain't typing nobody. <laughs> And I'm jealous that he got Marlon Listen, Brando. Look, you ain't got if, I could, I if I could go back to the future, yeah. mm-hmm. for like five or ten minutes, and I believe that shit actually what? occurs. That's another thing on TikTok that I saw. Um, like it's another, it's uh, some stuff out there that's, that uh, oh, implies yeah. that we're living in a simulation. And uh, that time travel is possible, and they have photographic evidence now. Some of that shit, I kind of do a double take, and I'm like, that could be true. But then I'm like, yeah, bitch, we know Photoshop exists. But it's like, mm, like they have like black and white photos. They say it's from the fifties and the sixties, and one of the people in the photo has a cell phone. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe, but. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. just like if I could pick a time in history, right, to live in, it would be the Harlem right. Renaissance, which is around that same time. Um, just, just give me oh those five or ten years. I want. I'll come right back. All of them. I want to be. Have you watched um Love Craze, um Love Craze Country? Oh man, I was about to say I want to be like Hippolyta. No, I heard about it though. That's what um, I want. I want to travel through lifetimes and dimensions and all that shit. 
experience it. Like she, like you have to watch that show first of all, just in general with the way that they did it and the historical references that's in it, and it's it's. You uh, you kind of give like a brief synopsis. It's hard to do it because it's. Yeah, because and it's, it's one being, of those things where it's a lot that's going on that ultimately okay. ties together. It's one of them things where if you gonna go in, don't try to figure it out. Just go for the ride. Don't go in with any expectations. Don't go in with any right. kind of understanding. Don't think you know anything. Just go along for the ride. And it's fucking amazing. I mean, even with like the first two episodes, you think you know, you have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's you just gotta go along with it. And I was not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. I I want more. I need more. And I don't know if I'm gonna get more. HBO. And, that, and what channel is that on? Yeah, it's on HBO Max now. Yeah. Uh, so it would probably be on HBO Max. We won't have to get you. Yeah. Even if you just right. do it for a little while. To, you know what I mean? Binge watch a whole bunch HBO of stuff. Max. They, like, they, right. I really enjoy their shows. Um, Lovecraft Country, though, was something different. I, I don't, I can't compare it to anything. I, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. <clears throat> I really did. It was every bit of, weird and intriguing and just I don't know but and I will say this I will say this it's not for everybody I don't really know too many people who it was just was like it's either just okay like it's either you liked it or you just couldn't get with <laughs> I don't really know too many in-betweens in but I feel like if it's a lot of the people who may have given up on it didn't or don't like it didn't follow it through which is understandable um like my mother one of them people she got to a certain episode and she was like I can't do this anymore <laughs> and I kind of knew that that was going to happen um depending on your comfort level some of the stuff in there a lot of people will probably feel some type of way about instead of just taking it for the story that it is um but it has a lot of historical tie-ins with it that like after every episode I will always I can't remember the name of the website I have to find out what it is but they would do an article after each episode to give you different like the different easter eggs that was in it and you know how it related to historical things that happened you know in those certain areas or where you know, certain scenes or street names that was mentioned, how it played a part into, you know, uh, the civil rights movement or just the black community in general. And it touches a lot on Tulsa. Tulsa plays a big, uh, a big part in the story also. Um, it just, yeah, it was done really good, uh, What's the other one? Um, can't think of the other one right now. Um, damn it! It'll come to me eventually. 
But yeah. Um so of all the things that I've come to learn since, you know, school and mm. grade school and stuff, that whole Interpol, Counterpole thing blew my mind. Um and it's crazy to me because not only the fact that, you know, they could just do whatever they want, um, but just, I can only imagine how deep the vault is in the tapes. Like, but yeah, like, I wish I could just go back in the 50s and 60s, yeah. just walk around and be like, mm, okay, just look around. Like when you go into a department store, like mm. when you go into Value City, and you're like, mm. okay, mm. this isn't too bad. Mm. Just certain parts. I mean, I really know about the bad, you know, enough about the bad shit. I'm just like, but yeah, like that one night She's in Miami, so that dope. that was really good. Like, props to Virginia. She's so fucking dope. Is, Always been a favorite of mine. Isn't she though? The recognition that she deserves. And I'm like she's so glad that for she's so long. So much yeah. love. She's been that around she should have so gotten long. since two two seven. If we being if we keep it a bean. Um. So long. Oh my god. Um. And I was watching um Living Single earlier, and she was on one episode. I just, I don't know, every once in a like, I that forget sometimes that she's in, um, they, um, she was in Boys in the Hood. <laughs> it's just, it's like when you go back and you, I'm like, damn, she's really a long and I don't really think I've ever, <clears throat> excuse me, seen her in anything that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, Boys in the Hood Friday, Higher Learning, which a lot of people look o- overlook. Um, uh, yeah. Now I get it; like that movie can be really heavy, but you got so many people yeah. in there that like are huge as shit right now. <laughs> um, and. I mean, it was a bit part for her, but, like, I think every year yeah, since, like, 1991. I'm looking at it now. Of course, you know, um, she's probably one of my favorite voice characters. Um, of course, like, listen. From <laughs> the boondocks. Huey. And Riley has a very. It wasn't until later when I was like, "Oh, she voices both <laughs> And um, is <laughs> is is one of them things like, yeah. If you gay, I, just say you gay. <laughs> a very special place in my heart. <laughs> I'm cracking up because listen, when when uh, I was um. When I was dating John, I put him onto the Boondocks. Um, and I, I hadn't been oh, watching God. that long, but I remember it from the um, the newspaper. That's where it started. Um, and it was 
I think it was different then because you can only get away with so much in print. I think. Yeah, but I remember yeah, once it got to adult film, I was like, when it came out, oh I, I I I hate the whole box set at one point in time. Before I ain't even gonna get into that, but yeah, um, <laughs> I had the whole box set. Um, that <laughs> show has a very very special place in my heart. <laughs> so yeah, so she, I'm like, I'm looking at her filmography. Man, now. too. I didn't realize. <laughs> So many damn ever. How old was she on two two seven? Maybe she was older than what I thought she was. You're right. Okay, yeah, because it said she was yeah, probably she went from twelve or thirteen there straight to Boys in the Hood. Two two seven ended in ninety. Boys in the Hood came out ninety seven. I mean ninety one. Jesus Christ. Um, then right. Poetic Justice, New York Undercover, High Learning. Yeah, Friday. And then uh, a thin line between love and hate. How Stella got a groove. Like, yeah, she's. Yo, she's I, I always dope. felt like. Have you seen Watchmen? Steady working. Steady work. And it's not. And it, but it's crazy because. No, HBO, but I keep hearing about it. If you're listening to this at any point in time, please. Even if you just finish it with the mm. second season, mm. please don't leave Watchmen hanging mm. like that. Please give me more. A movie, something. Please. That's my plea. That's it. I'm done. But yeah, like, she, um, I think she's the only. Actress, black actress specifically, that yeah. has had steady work <clears throat> since they were a child, and like, yeah, that, like kind of <clears throat> dabbled, then disappeared, then came back, but like steady work, and that's not easy to do, um, especially when you know you think about the '90s, where you know Mm-mm. a lot of black actresses were not being you didn't see a lot of them because they were like oh well we already have a Halle Berry what do we need you for you know what I mean um but yeah, yeah. like she has had steady work almost my entire life mm-hmm. and she's finally getting her um her just due like getting awards and stuff like I honestly felt like she should have got okay um I have awarded seen for Jerry Maguire in a very she played the hell out of that role. You seen that um, movie before? Um, the only thing I is isn't that the Show Me the Money movie? <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I really remember. <laughs> and and that's because it was yes. probably like that's the most thing that people refer so, to. I don't remember remember the movie. Alright, so mm-hmm. the white parts of the movie are cute, but you know, of course, Cuba Gooding Jr. is really good in it. Um, but a lot of people outside of like his role, they don't really talk about anything else. Um, okay. And she was really good in that movie. She didn't have a lot of screen time. Um, neither did uh, okay. Aaron Spears that played his brother, his uh, his uh, brother or brother-in-law. Neither did he, but yeah, like 
she was good in that. Like, um, and I heard the backstory as to how she got that role. But um, I'm going back to One Night Stand <clears throat> because, again, like so much stuff. Um, it was, it was really good. Um, I think it's still on Amazon Prime, and. Um, it was watching that movie. One thing I realized is that Malcolm X was really annoying. Like, I get it. Like, liberate black people's minds. Like, he was. I don't know if it was in the script oh for God, him to be characterized hilarious. that way, but I said to that's me, he was annoying. Like he kept he kept pushing, huh? Yeah, he would not. <laughs> he, he he would not let up off of Sam Cook. He would not. He would not let up <clears throat> off of him. Mm-mm-mm. That the entire movie. Um, and like that part that that huge scene in the room where they go back and forth. Like after the dust right. settled, I walked away thinking. You know they both are right, and they and they both are wrong. You know, you, yep. you know, you ever watch a situation? You can where understand like, their viewpoints. And, damn, they're but both it's, right, but they're also both wrong. It's a bigger like thing that y'all clearly can't see. <coughs> a bigger picture, right? Like for for Malcolm, right. like he couldn't see past um his own his own agenda, and. He always had this uh, this frustration um, in that pride to where he thought, you know, the white man is stealing from us and always trying to keep us down. And Sam Cooke is like, you know, whether or not I performed the song, I wrote it. And if Elvis Presley, anytime Elvis Presley or another white artist... Right covers it or performs it, it's more money in my pocket, which I can do more with. Um, but, man, he I wanted to punch Malcolm X myself. Like, by the time they got to that argument, I was just like, he, he, he should just get on my nerves. I, I like, I, I get it, but it's like me personally, if I was in the corner or in a small room with somebody that was constantly pushing like religious stuff or religious teachings and we're not yeah. in that kind of environment, I would be irritated. Like I think I think I was on the um I was on a bus with somebody that I grew up with that had like found Jesus and stuff. And bless her heart. But I really just want to get home or wherever the hell I was going. Like, I understand that you turned your life over to Christ and you live, you know, you're living a, a better life and stuff. But I really mm-hmm. don't need, you know, thanks for the invite to the, the workshop or whatever's coming up on Friday. But I really just wanted to keep it at, hey, how are you? Haven't seen you since high school. What's going on? You don't got to, right. you know, Give me hymns or parts of the book on the slide in the conversation. 
Um, but yeah, like that part, I was just like, if I wish, right, even in an informal setting, that he saw where Sam was coming from, because that's just the that's how it was back then. Like, it it was not uncommon for like bigger name white artists to steal yeah. or cover a song that a black artist did. Um, and it's still kind of like that today, where it's a political thing where, mm. you know, you and I can make all these songs and they won't chart as high um, um, just because, you know, appeal or whatever. But right. a white artist covers it a couple years later yeah. and the shit goes straight to the top. And you and I be like, what the fuck is this shit? This shit sounds terrible. Um but yeah, it was just like, yeah, he, he was getting on my nerves. Um, and, you know, you really didn't hear a whole lot out of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> um, like, I almost forgot that him and Jim Brown were there. Because Malcolm X, like, like the, the, the yeah. Malcolm X and Sam Cooke roles took up most of the, <clears throat> the movie. Like, they... They were more in the in the front, and it was crazy to me because Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali were, I guess, friends. Um, even though Malcolm uh, Muhammad Ali doesn't didn't really credit Malcolm X as the reason why he converted, even though it clearly you can see that he was the main reason that he did. Um. And I forgot Jim Brown was there. I was just like, wait a minute. You're the last you're the last surviving person. Like you're the last person alive. And I'm surprised that like he didn't like put a book out or anything um about his mm-hmm. life and especially about that night. Um but it it was a good movie. Um and I employ a lot of people to to go see that, to go watch it. Um, but there were definitely a lot of pieces in that movie that tied into right. Malcolm X's Malcolm X's life and story that weren't in the Malcolm yeah. X movie. It, it made me think. I was like, damn, they really was on that fool's tail hard. And there's no telling how much inside intel as far as his movements went to the CIA and FBI. Um. Wow. I mean, but he definitely gets my respect, though. <laughs> Although he was annoying as hell. Um. <laughs> I was like, if this fool keeps talking about Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad, one more time, not a cognac. Like, have a cognac or a shot of whiskey and chill. Chill the hell out. Um, because like one thing that just is a thorn in my side for, for as long as I live is just like how it just comes off like we just bring each other down like we can why can't you just respect <clears throat> what another man's doing even if you don't agree like you may not agree with how you know another person who is just as um, 
I guess a celebrity or as famous or as big as you are. You may not agree with uh, the lifestyle or the the profession and how, you know, you feel like you're getting ripped off as an artist or whatever, but you don't, you know, until that man opens up to you and tells you, well, all this, a lot of this money that I'm making is going back into the community or it's going back into the schools or it's empowering me to hire more black people Mm -hmm. on my staff. Which, essentially, he was doing that, Sam Cook was. Um, like, while he was still touring and while he was still making music, like, he had this label, even though, you know, he had um, a black par- business partner mm-hmm. who I think was his lawyer. I'm going, I'm going over to this uh, Who Killed Sam Cook special. Um now that shit, like that, opened my eyes to a whole bunch of stuff. Because um, prior to me watching the special, um, I, be- I uh, mm-hmm. the story was, you know, he was at the hotel room with a woman. Um, he ran and he busted yeah. down the door in the, the front office, wearing nothing but boxes and a robe or something, and the lady shot him. It has to be. Uh, but I watched the special. It was like, and even yeah, still, I, I feel know like definitely I, it left me with even more questions. That. But um, right, because first of all, he, I never <coughs> understood or knew Sam. Right, like I know him personally. Um. To be like to be aggressive, or to be, but I also know that like back in the fifties and sixties, it was not uncommon for people to steal money or steal things from musicians. When you talk about like like how erratic he was, look at Aretha Franklin. Was not just he was stole from, but I also I like I wonder if he was drugged or something of that nature that made him as erratic and or appear the way that he was like something about it just seemed like it wasn't just money it wasn't just him looking for whatever it was that he was looking for it was something else going on I don't know what it was but it just left me with more questions Yeah, maybe like who, thinking, I mean, who who they said he left with. Like, are you thinking I just think that maybe that it somebody was, at the bar was more to it that played a fish? It could have been when he was there. You know what I mean? And whoever he was with could have did it. I don't know, but something it seemed like it's deeper than just I'm looking for my stuff. You know what I mean? It's it's deeper than that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, when I was watching mm. the the footage from the court case, and and the girl that he was with was on the stand, I was looking right at her, and I was like, everything she sends a lie. She doesn't even sound like right. It doesn't. It doesn't. She doesn't even sound like she's telling the truth. 
Because she was matter of right. fact in the way she was just, saying it. It, it just left and she was so just it was just rolling off of her tongue. Many more questions. With no emotion or anything. That, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with that Betty Clark lady, whatever her name was. Um, like, if I was physically in a tussle with somebody. Scratch that. If somebody was coming at me in the middle of the night, <clears throat> period, robe, no robe, naked, clothes, coming at me crazy, and I got into a tussle with them, like, especially, especially, yeah, especially you and the woman, that's a man, and a man of and that you stature, understand. that was you shaking understand. me to my core. Talking like, I did it. Yeah, I did it. Right? Are you talking <laughs> like you? You talking like <clears throat> right? Like girl, and they were both talking like it was just another day of the week, and I'm just like, yeah, somebody got the batteries in their backs. Like somebody is gotta be because he A, he was talking about civil rights too. He had no problem talking about that shit publicly on TV. He was singing about the same kind of shit that Malcolm and them were talking about. And he was a powerful man. It's almost like somebody was like, oh shit, we we figured out his lyrics. What does um, lyrics really mean? A lot of people followed and him. I don't know. It's like we can't have another one of these. It's just uh, America got some dark ass history. Right? It's it's just mm, not like it. Yeah. Um. But. But yeah, like I was watching it and um, like they ran down the list of theories of who could have did it. Um, was it the the ex-business partner who was stealing money from him? Um, was it the... Right. It was another guy they had mentioned, but he hadn't spoken to him <coughs> in five or six years. Um <coughs> I was just like, yeah, that business partner thing. Right. That business partner thing may may have something to it. Um, but yeah, I like it's yeah, that opened my eyes to a whole bunch of stuff. Wave had me thinking um, like they it's just another example of mm-hmm. they don't want you to be too powerful and they don't want you to have too much freedom and be too liberating to other people. Um, and mind you, like, now it's, you know, if you're too doing too much or too much fun, they cancel you or they'll put you on trial back then. Yeah. If it was if you were that same kind of way, 
Man, they'd rub you out. They will rub you out. Um, and it's, it's a shame. <clears throat> but I will say, like, one part in there that I loved was the... Um, yeah. Was when they had Dionne Warwick on there. And she was talking about... She first saw him when she was 11. And he was with the a group. And then she went on tour with him when she was much older. And they went to a diner or something. Right. And the the white lady would not acknowledge them or serve them. She had asked about um, Kate. And um, I love that lady. The white man. lady said something yeah. smart. And Dionne Warwick and Dionne Warwick <laughs> <laughs> had says had said said something back to her, um, and they left. And then mm-hmm. the tour bus got pulled over by a police officer, and the police officer got on the tour bus, and he was like, "Which one of?" Oh my God! What was the term that he used? Right, it um, wasn't. Which one of these? Wasn't I forgot what it was? And (laughs) she stood up. It was like, I am. Yeah, don't call me that or something of that nature. What was it that he called her? (laughs) Oh my God! (laughs) He said something. Gals or monkeys or something or gorillas. He said something, and Sam Cook stood up and said. Oh, we don't have them. Those on this bus, yeah. we have ladies or women on this bus. I was like, oh, and it was, and you know, I, that that stuck in the back of my mind when I got towards the end of the special. It's totally like, different, right? Even yeah, the, like saying the how he portrait they're trying to paint of him not perform at that motel room is totally different for uh, segregated audiences. Like he, I ain't going out there. I ain't doing it, and. Stood tall on it too. Didn't crack, right. would leave, had no hesitation about it. He was very, what you call it, ten toes. Right. Yeah, like he, yeah, he he was very, he walked what he walked, he talked the talk, he walked the walk. Ten toes down. There was no bitch assness in him in any way, shape, or form. Like, so. <laughs> 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 oh, I miss Sorry. those days. Um, <coughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. Very. It was deeper than it, like, it wasn't just about I ain't doing it. money or fame or deuces. Yeah, this is what I do, and this is what I love to do. But I also love my people. He understood the right from wrong. Period. Nobody had to tell him. Nobody. Could threaten him into thinking otherwise or believing otherwise for a dollar, which is the reason why that scenario it just it's 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 one thing to be stole from, but a person who who is willing to throw away a bag in order to stand on his ethics. Just doesn't seem like the type of person that will run out half naked, threatening or fighting anybody over no missing money. Not like that. I can see, yeah, maybe you looking for it. Of course. 
just not as the way that it was just it just didn't make sense almost like it, not no almost it was a completely different person Oh, you remember? I don't. I told you to check out well, American Skin. When you check it out, that you'll see why I brought that movie up when you just made that statement. Right, I haven't checked it out yet. And, and that movie helps justify the reason why I don't okay. watch Is that the one? mainstream news or like I I can't. I just can't. It's, I may get like general information. I'm enjoy like reading the tickets more and then going to go look up, you know, the information from there. It's that movie is more than just police brutality, in my opinion. It's it digs so much into so much deeper issues and how it's all connected. You know what I'm saying? Um, And yeah, the way the media portrays or or controls the narrative and how it influences people's emotions or how they feel about certain situations. Because we, especially now, because we live in a day and age where another person's word has more value of over my life than my own. Another motherfucker can come to you and tell you some shit about me. They ain't got no me. And their word has more validation over me speaking about my own life. That's a problem. A very big problem. But it's something that's been around for a very long time. What? Um, I rented it on um, um Amazon. Um, and what's that on? Yeah, I had I, I did it for my own personal reasons. Um, Nate Parker. Um, it's Nate Parker's mm, movie, okay. and I think a lot of people are that. familiar with what Hollywood has done and been trying mm. to do to him. It's an excellent movie. Um, it did not get the push that I feel like it deserves. Um, so I wanted to support. So I did. I had no problem paying for it. I watched it twice. My 15-year-old son was like thoroughly engaged in watching that movie. And you know how his attention span can be. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Exactly. So his, I mean, his he he pays attention. Right. Like every he, time we go to a restaurant, you can have a. He the first a time the he thing. paid attention like, to sorry. something on that level was the uh oh god, what is that baby's name? <sighs> Jay Z did the document. The, it was like a four part series on FX form. Khalif Browder, the Khalif Browder story. When I say that was the first time and. We watched it when Uncle it came Lee out. Browder? I don't remember what year it was. He was engaged then. Ooh. Like, 
Ooh. and would ask me every day, Ma, can we watch the Khalid? And I'm like, it's not on yet, but he would pull it up on demand. I want to watch it. That's how engaged he was in it. And this movie was the same level of engagement. He woke up Sunday morning and was like, when get, you know, my friend didn't get the chance to finish watching it. Come on, let's go watch it again. Start it from the beginning. And same level of engagement. It's yeah. So for those of y'all that don't know, um I haven't watched it but 16. I'm familiar with the story. Khalif Browder was a teenager when it happened. Yep. Um, he was just what walking down. I thought he was younger than that. He Rikers was walking down the street Island. with a book bag, and Rikers. he was accosted and thrown in jail, and sat in jail, nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Which is like um, what as worse or even more worse than Alcatraz. Something um, like that. So he sat in Rikers Island for five. He was thrown in solitary, um, solitary for long periods of time without without a trial. Beaten, he was uh, like abused. He defenseless, (laughs) and yeah, and uh, right. What is the name without of charges that filed, right? Show without anything filed. That come on um CW with the three judges. Do you know what I'm talking about? And Patricia Domingo. She was the judge at the time. Oh handling his trial. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> That poor baby um, oh. endured all that abuse. And in the, the documentary, the series shows you surveillance footage of some of the things that they, he endured there. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say like he was beaten maybe the first few days that he was there. Minding his business. And he eventually was able to get out of jail, went home to his family, and ultimately committed suicide. And I don't don't want to go into too many details about it, you know, the story, because I don't want to take away from the experience of getting the information together and saying everything that that baby went through. Um, but, yeah. It's still, I don't know, like, just thinking about it now, still bothers me. Just the things that the justice system do to some of these kids. Um, even like uh have you seen or do you know about where's I wanna make sure that I say his name correctly, George Steiny Jr. 
Do you know who he is? George Steiny Jr. was the youngest child to be executed. He was 14. Yeah, he was 14 and he was charged with the murder of uh, two white girls, an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. And then they found out that he was innocent. That he had like yeah, they had a trial and the trial all you know, all white people, they only yeah, liberated yeah, for like ten trials. minutes. Shit like that. And yeah. They put him in an electric chair. This is America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which he was too yep. so small that he was so small for the they had to put him on a a booster seal. June sixteenth, nineteen forty four. Yeah, that happened what in the eighteen <laughs> right nineteen forty four. Wow. So that says that. Yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> they still doing them, but yeah. in a different way. And it um, was one of those things where they found out that whatever it was that was wild. used Not surprising, no. to kill a girl based off of his size, there was no way possible he could have done it. Which wasn't something that like, they didn't need DNA or anything of that nature. Like... <laughs> It uh, America. It's America. Yeah. It is. It is. Um. This might be wow. some black history that people might like. <laughs> Bobby Smurda get ready to come out of jail. Yeah, Bobby Smurda get ready to come home. Bobby Smurf. Yes. Yes. People are excited. Hey, we're here to serve. Come on. Supposed to come out tomorrow. Actually. Lord. So, yeah. I know you're excited. What better way to end, you know, Black History Month, considering all the other fuckery that's been going on this month? Yeah. Yeah, like um, a lot of crazy shit. Just well, it's more so dumb shit. <laughs> um, like we were supposed to have flying cars, and you, no, you guys out there just acting up during a whole pandemic. Oh my god, acting a whole entire y'all are acting Ooh, up during like, a whole panini out in these streets. Hey, don't you? I can see it. I can see you. <laughs> yes, like I, I see. I go. I see you. I think it. I, I think it. Right. 
I see, I see you. I see really? it. Come on now. Like you say in Pineapple Express, I see it. <laughs> Ooh, and I can tell you what else is the name of, but that yeah. storm. What's that? That's actually the name of a storm. <laughs> and that's coming up on the West Coast. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Yes, yeah. I, yes. And I may need that when the storm comes. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. It's all coming, but it's all the pictures oh, coming can... together for me right now. Because I love that movie. That movie is so damn crazy. But yeah, that is something different too. Uh... In the sh- mm. in the shit in Texas. Oh my babies! Oh okay. Yeah, because here's the thing. I'm glad we're talking about this because I I used to live in Texas. Um, for three and a half years when I was in the Air Force, right? And it had the audacity, it had the unmitigated goal to snow. In Texas, like, it was like November, December time, and the audacity to snow yeah. in Texas. Like, it's supposed to be like hot and dusty. What is this shit? Like, I came outside my dorm room. I was like, "Oh, we doing this right. today?" And you right. know, I only pack for the place I'll be, not where I'm coming from. So, like, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> like, you can have it in the forecast and it not happen, but for it to be in the forecast and to actually happen, <clears throat> fucked me up. Um, but. <laughs> That was mild compared to the shit I've seen coming out of Texas the past two weeks. Like, you know, pipes bursting, like water coming out of the ceiling, flooding, like buildings, come, you know, the, the stairwell, you know, the freight elevators and shit, like the parking garage, Everything that froze over. It was like, it was so bad. There was a video of cars in the parking garage mm. and the water froze over from the pipes over the entire car. It looked like some Disney on ice shit. Like, I'm not even going right. to I said, what the fuck is that? Like it was wow. like the car and the, yeah. the pipe were one. Yeah, my and mind was blown when I saw it. It's just now starting to thaw out. The icicles coming and we, from we almost in week the three. Of his mouth. What? What the fuck? What? What? Yeah, it's right. Something different. I said, I said, what in the Polar Express is going on here? Um, yeah. Every apartment, condo, every yeah. house, all the entire hallway, like, people are literally sliding down the hallway. Um, and then on top of that, um, the blackouts, and, you know, they're shutting off the electricity, um, limiting the water, and what a lot of people don't 
know unless you live there or live there is that um i think all of texas is yeah. on the, <clears throat> the electrical company utility company is privately owned right um which means which is is fucked up because for situations like this the government can't intervene um and a lot of the money that the company earns comes from us uh. and they can um irregulate i guess how much they charge you and the government can't intervene tough like there's a story yeah. out now that a lot of people are looking at utility bills as high as $10,000 now excuse me um I don't care if I live in the entire county. I ain't never have no ten thousand dollars. But that's that's the that's where you know people's antennas go up, and it's like, oh, right. well, yeah, this is really fucked up. Like you out here trying to charge us each person or each household ten thousand dollars, and it's crazy because for a for about a week and a half, two weeks, um, people would have electricity in spurts. And, you know, up until a certain point, you could have blamed right. it on the ice and the snow or whatever. But it's like, it stopped snowing there last week, I think. So it's clear that, you know, the utility company or the electric company or whatever are intentionally shutting shit off which I kind of understand. It's like you don't want to further the problem. Like you know, your electricity, right. you know, electricity surging through the walls, and you have water coming down. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Mm. But yeah, it was crazy, man. Like I saw, t- I saw videos where it was like one apartment building would have electricity, yeah. or like the whole development would have electricity. And you hear everybody laugh and say yay, and then like two seconds later, it's a blackout again. And somebody in the background was like, yo, what the oh, fuck? Oh, fuck this man. shit, man. Fuck this yeah, shit. I fail on. I fail on. Like, you hear that, so- that one voice in complete darkness. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. I was, I was like, Thank God that's never happened to us when we had that huge snowstorm back in oh yeah twenty eleven twenty twelve something like that, and we were um we were out of work for a week and a half yeah i was I was living in the city and I was snowed in for a week and a half, and they only plowed Charles and St Paul and I was on the side street, which meant we weren't going anywhere. But nothing went like we didn't have any blackouts or anything. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, like Texas was not broken. I don't know. <clears throat> but it's that damn global warming. It's just I don't know. It left me speechless. I'm still speechless behind it. Um, I just wish people well, and I've seen some really fucked up stories that 
I don't know. I don't know. Gotta do better. I keep thinking, you know, each year will be the year that we all do better. But again, people want to act up out here in a whole Panera Bread and just don't want to get with the program. Out here acting a whole fool in a whole podcast. You know, I don't know. I just want to act like. I guess it's. I I don't know. I don't. I get tired of trying to figure out humans. I ain't got time. They just want to. A Ponderosa. If you don't stop it. Cut up and act a fool in a whole Ponderosa and just want to be like, you know what I mean? Just just, want to cut up and act a whole fool out here in a whole potato chip and just be like. Play doh. You know, just want to cut up and act a whole fool. I was about to say, I'm just saying, it's like I was in the whole play though, and just, I just, I just can't. I wasn't serious. Listen, <laughs> I nothing but time. Not <laughs> no. I'm just cut up. <laughs> oh my god! Who <sighs> listen? All you gotta do is just hum a couple of words, and I will do the whole rest of the song. Oh man. They just want to mm. cut up and act the whole fool. I don't know. Is anything else? Black history wise, like present. Wanna cut up. Going on. Well, let's see. Um. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about the Williams sisters, but Serena lost. Yeah, I um, I which doesn't negate the fact that she is like it's hard to athlete in the entire world. Come to terms with your time. (laughs) Nobody likes to admit it, especially when it's something that you're great at. Um, nobody. There will never be another her. You know what I mean? Like, or her sister. Like, <laughs> they set the tone for mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah, because I can't recall. Right. Any other time since, like, Arthur um, Ashe that people followed tennis this much. Right. Or, like, even put her, or put, like, tennis athletes in the same breath as athletes in other sports. Um, oh, boy. But I will, um, I'm going to send you a, um, a tweet <laughs> when we get offline. Um Twitter again, Twitter being petty. Um, mm. So, 
So when the other when the other pair won, because I think it was a double, it was a doubles tournament or a doubles game or whatever. Um, when the other team won, the girl um, that specifically she went against was holding the um, the trophy, the cup or the plate, whatever you want to call it, and was at the microphone. Um, she was saying her her piece, <clears throat> and then she turned and um, she she turned to her her um, her teammate, and she asked her, "Do you do you want to go by Jenny or Jennifer or something?" And the look on her face oh. when she told her is the part yeah. where like people like like she wanted to say the N word. Yeah, I I know. Like you you like you you've been in that situation with mm-hmm. a white person before or just with somebody yeah, with a white person and they have you know the look on the face where they're like right up feeling some kind of way about you or what you're asking them. And she had and she had that look on her face. And there was like a whole thread dedicated under that oh video God. dedicated to the look on her face. Like people like took a snapshot of it and put a like, caption to it. Like I was just like, you know what, that's it definitely looked like she wanted to be offensive. Um I don't know, it could have been from a cultural thing. But yeah, it was that that was funny. I was like, Yeah, that is the face. Where it's like, I wanna call you that, but I'm not I can't. Yeah. But deep down I really am in my head. Um but other than that, no really no recent black history that I can think of. Um Now look at Twitter every day and see what's trending. Um, <clears throat> but nothing's coming to mind. It would have been dope if she had one, but I understand. You know, she's still the greatest. Um, if anything, I'm I'll be on TikTok just looking at. Crazy oh my stories. goodness. Um. Nothing comes to my mind. <laughs> but other than that, uh, you know, I'm just... What are you saying? Oh, my God. For? I am. <laughs> do you really want you me to tell something? you right now? <laughs> uh, what you mean, dude? I mean, it's... it's do we need it's to make it another episode? You I know, something that we talked about before and the situation has kind of escalated, interestingly. Um... <laughs> Is it is it a, a piece of information you narrow it down a little bit? Did I send it today? Let today, me hold on. <laughs> um, so you Lord, know, just spill it. Uh, Jaguar right is um. We'll be right back after this new moment. Atlanta, right now. Um, and just drove by the alleged address of the 
all she can't studio <laughs> production studio <laughs> so Tasha K is basically like if anyone shows up at my crib I can't help what happens to you we in a redneck steak it's it just escalated so fast um and I wasn't I'm sorry <laughs> It popped up, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, what is she talking?" And I know she had to have been in reference to her, but then it means that something else had happened because when I sent you the post the other day, she went to Tasha K's old neighborhood, like where she supposedly grew up at. But I guess she must be getting real close to home. <laughs> this whole situation is a mess. What I find wow. interesting about it, and I'm letting it um, go, is so it's funny how when the tables is turned and the same energy is put into you, you play the victim. That's just I find it real interesting. I could travel from different states to states and go look up old boyfriends and husbands and family members and sit down and break bread with them and everything but you can't find out nothing about me oh boy <laughs> that's how I roll cause cause listen even though I have a JFF even though I'm on Twitter kind of heavy, even though I'm present oh, on Instagram absolutely. and Facebook and it stuff, is. It's supposed to be. all that shit's just for entertainment. I, 98% of this, well, almost 100% of the shit that I post, I post it, move on. Half the shit at this point in my life, I forget I even post. Um, but yeah, like, you have people out there that yeah. whose life revolves around social media. And they're either perpetrating a fraud or they're just there to facilitate and push bo- you know, bogus shit and stir the pot. And, you know, like that whole um, I, I, I like her? I do. Megan Thee Stallion, girl. <clears throat> I mean, that's considered black history, but, um, like, girl, like, Stop. girl, Stop. girl, Stop. Stop. girl, like, uh, like, I want to, I, look, I, <laughs> you acting all, you, you, mm-hmm. uh, these stunts, and that's exactly what they are. Like, aside from the fact that you cutting up out here in a whole pomegranate, like, I in a whole pomegranate parsnip parmesan cheese in these streets, like, the, the Tory Lanez thing, okay. Mm-hmm. I I can't speak on that. 
I have my own questions, my own theories. But the reason why I brought her up is because, you know, because she's she's hot and she's good and she's, you know, she's awesome. Like, um, case in point, <laughs> saw a TikTok um, of... Uh-huh a room of white men looking at her body music video. Trance. <laughs> and mm. the word trance. Oh, trance. Okay. Cannot. Trance. Like, they're just hypnotized. Okay. Not trance. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't cancel me yet, people. I, got, I still got a lot oh, of yeah, absolutely. But trance. Like, they were glued. Um, and they were in different parts of the room. There was actually one guy <laughs> standing like at the TV. Like so close. And then you had one guy that was in the kitchen that started to move a little bit closer. You had an older gentleman like over by the sliding glass door. But none of them like broke like concentration. And I get it. It was just like, wow, I get it. Like, she really, stallion she really is a stallion. Like, 5'10". <laughs> That's, okay, politically not correct. I told people, I told the audience, <laughs> totally not politically correct on this channel. Don't, you know, don't damn to the cross. Yeah. But nevertheless, Megan the Stallion looks good. Like, oh my, like, tall and fit and the, oh, it's, oh, it's amazing. She kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, what was her name? Um, Michelle. What was the name of the girl that used to always come down to the mailroom? And people would always try to kick her out. Yes. Bam. There you go. But nevertheless, that I, I so yeah, so because she's hot, because she's big and everything, like her her goings ons and social media are like tied together. Like she gets on the live or people that she's friends with get on the live and everything. So mm-hmm. you ain't gotta go far. To catch up with Megan Massey. All right, so the whole Tory Lane situation happened uh, right around the album come, you know, before the album came out. Now this partisan thing, mm-hmm. and people are putting more into 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 it. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you know, you had like a small snippet of a friend of hers, his, you know, his live and. You don't see much of anything, but people want to play Inspector Gadget right. or have their own theories and push this, their theories on social media. So now it's at a point to where it's like, oh, well, you know, she's a functioning alcoholic and he's abusing her. Cause, uh, and they're saying this when they see this other clip where it's She's on live and she's like 
cuddled up on his arm, but she has this look on her face like, I mean, if you look at it, you probably think, well, she's probably under duress or she's being victimized or something. It's just, it just seemed a little off. So people instantly, their mind went to, oh, well, you know, she's in an, an abusive relationship. But I wanted to, sorry. Right. I wanted to bring that up in a, as an example of how, you know, crazy social media can get and like how dangerous it can get. She may very well be, um, but I don't see it. Mm-hmm. But of course, because he's six two, six three, and cut, and she, you know. Excuse us while we take a little Negro moment. We'll be right back in a second. Oh, and we are back from our Negro moments. <laughs> I'll just probably put like a little musical interlude in between the parts. But um Yeah, like Megan the Stallion, girl, just keep hope alive. Um I feel I think like some of this shit is a publicity stunt, which is crazy because it's like the music should stand on its own. <laughs> you alright, girl? Oh, the internet! I swear, I'm so tired of it. Um, you still looking at stuff? You still looking at stuff? No, I just opened up Instagram again just just to see. Just I I can't right now. It's just too much going on. It ain't even that. It's just oh gosh. So the the things people do. I want to know when did our generation and maybe like the generation right before us get to the point where we fall into the social media and internet track. Boredom. Okay, God, it gotta be deeper than that because you can't I get I get bored a lot and I don't I don't have any of the shit that they got going on in any way, shape, or form. I don't do nothing nowhere near remotely. I get bored a lot and ain't not one part of my boredom ever at tell me to do some of the shit that I see people do on the internet. Like what? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Especially when you of a certain state. I don't know. I guess it's we just at an age now where a lot of people tend to cater to fuck shit more than stuff that really need to be paying attention to. So I guess I get it. Anything to keep yourself relevant, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean. Since once you were unemployed, um, oh, you know what I want to talk about though. Mm. So apparently, there is a versus that's um being worked out, or you know, logistics and the background shit is being put together for a versus between. Drum roll, please. I'm listening. That's the best I can do. I don't know how to roll my tongue, so yeah. That's fine. Oh, I bet you could in the right situation. Um, <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> Shane didn't come here by storm, baby. Um, <laughs> and it may, so when I tell you these two names, mm-hmm. your first reaction may be like, I just don't see it. 
But I I kind of do. Okay. Lil Kim. Okay. And Foxy Brown. I'm here for it. Listen, hey, listen. Me too. I put myself together. I put myself together. The little uh, scorecard or uh, spreadsheet that you see. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I now, am it may here for it. That's like a that 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 excites me like Jeezy and Gucci excites me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like them two. Oh man. Mm. I hope it happened. I hope it did. I'm here for I it. I do too. <clears throat> I'm for a lot of reasons. I'm just sitting here listening. Like all the songs is going in my head right now. Even the songs of them two. Oh my god. I need like, that to have you, it. <laughs> Cause here, listen here. Like, cause I you know, I, I dig, I read just like you do. Like we both research shit or we happen to find shit. Like, I want people to understand that, <coughs> you know, the WAP and the, the the swallow me, dripple me, all this other shit that people are going crazy about mm-hmm. is mild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is mild compared <coughs> to what those two were rapping about. I was about to and say. Not even, I... And not even, like, on the album, but, like, on other shit and like disc records and like this is back when you didn't rely on the visuals so much. It was more about lyrics and bars and production. Right. And um granted, like Foxy Brown didn't last as long or wasn't as popular or as like more well known than Lil Kim. Mm-hmm. That Broken Silence album, my God. Man, like, her first album, Ew Nana was ill. <laughs> yeah. Foxy, I think, it's one of those type things where I guess when you have a certain backing, it's kind of hard to go up against it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was, I think, one of the things that I respected Foxy on that end is she didn't give a fuck. Like, like you you, you want to talk shit about me <clears throat> or diss me on a Mel Deep record, then I'm going to come back at you on a CNN record. Like, <laughs> we can play this game. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it lyrically they both was able to deliver it just I don't know I'm here for it <laughs> that's it that's all um but you absolutely right when it come down to like I, I can't understand how anybody got offended with WAP coming up listening to what we were listening to right I for the life of me I can't understand why people were offended by it like, are you kidding me? I grew up listening to you. The first time that I listened to Little Kim's album was a dude beating off in a bag in a bag of a sex shop. Are you kidding me? Right. Like that's the intro. That's the intro. 
that was the you knew like okay <laughs> like let's go you and this is fresh this is like fresh off of the heels of her and Biggie fucking doing the Ready to Die album I'm about to say how old was I when when that album came out <laughs> hold on that was they were both they both came out in ninety six her and Classy Brown's debut you know how old so I was I in ninety six thirteen fourteen I was twelve going on thirteen like what the fuck are we talking about right now. And yeah, that was, and 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 then let's not talk about how the first song kicks off. Right. The chorus. Come on. Forget the chorus. I used to do. What is it? I used to. What is it? I used to throw. Oh, oh, the first. I used to do film, and I would throw lips to the shit. Like a real bitch. Have the hunter, Jackie, take it in the bud. Yeah, yeah. What? Like, are you kidding me? What? 12. <laughs> 12. That's what I was saying. And I went home and I looked, I went to Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever to look up who the fuck is Janet Jacqueline. Oh, man. Or oh, Heather that's Hunter. Heather Hunter. I was like, oh, that's Heather Hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. 12. Taking it like a champ. <coughs> so, yeah, this whole, this shit they don't listen to right now and they're just like, oh, my God, it's too much. Uh, put in hardcore soft sensitive and if you know every lyric you are a certified <laughs> I, listen um, don't do that I, okay 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 my back hunched up I'm, sorry <laughs> sorry I mean not, not, you know it, listen <sighs> whatever <laughs> no whatever <laughs> I was feeling myself a little bit. I wasn't saying you specifically, but damn. Listen, um, I have no offense taken in any way, shape, or form. I told you. I live with no grits. Hey, fine. Hey, you know me. Oh, I know. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. None in any way, shape, or form. I'm not one of those overly sensitive so... people. You're absolutely Thank right. You. We all had our... um. Moments in time, you know, a little bit more active than others. <laughs> There's no shame in my game. No, no pause in my sauce. No pause in my sauce. Um, but yeah, like I kind of feel like that's the next one that's going to happen. Mm. Um, because if you Notice there hasn't been one since in a while. Well, I know D'Angelo. I don't know who and Friends oh, yeah. is, but D'Angelo is supposed to have one coming up on the twenty seventh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, his own separate one. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Hold on. Yeah, I need to know. Who that's going <clears throat> I don't think that they said. I. It was just like some in Friends is what I saw. And, well, yeah, the in Friends, but they one. never. To my knowledge, so confirmed who? who the ain't friends are. Right. Something tells me it's, going, it's probably going to be like Raphael Sadiq or somebody. I'm here for that. Too. I'm here for all of it. I am too. Um, D'Angelo was the very first concert I ever went to. He was the very first person that I ever really? yep. Pay six. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> What? Might have been my last one too. 
it'll be good to see him again. Oh yeah, because you know he he's sporadic. Yeah. Good. But yeah, D'Angelo is not somebody you want to sleep on anyway. Like you know, he got some bangers. Who I would love to see. <laughs> I'm gonna put this out in the universe now. Make it happen. I don't even y'all ain't even gotta make her go against anybody. Just give me her. Sade. I Listen. need. Sade. The world Listen. needs. <laughs> Sade. If Timberland and Swiss Beach oh can make that God. happen. Mm. Listen. I'm putting it in the universe now. <laughs> Sade. You need that. Um. Yeah, because a lot of people were <coughs> saying it, it should be her and Anita Baker, and I'm like, look, I I want Anita I don't Baker know if too. I can see it. that because I couldn't think like I'm. I would love Anita Baker, but couldn't think of who who would be good. With her. Maybe no, I don't know because only other person I would love to see Stephanie Mills. That's another one too, like. If if not Sade and Anita Baker, Anita Baker. Yeah, and I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I watched um, her. Her son' birthday was either yesterday yeah, or the day before yesterday, and she posted the video with her dancing and singing with him. And I'm just like, I know that woman can still blow. She. Oh, yeah. I remember listening to her music but not having a full appreciation of her voice until my mother took me to see The Wiz. The play. And she was Dorothy. That's the only oh, you... like, and probably unpopular opinion. I don't care. I'm not a fan of the movie. Okay? But I loved her in the play. It gave me. You saw her on it Broadway. Was, no, she was, she came here. It came here. I want to say maybe at the lyric. And I mean, like I'm back thinking, then, I I probably was in. It was even in elementary or middle school. One or the other, wow. and yeah, my mother, we all went to go see it, and that was when. I fell in love with the ways. The movie didn't really do it for me. It was like, okay, yeah, I I get it. Don't get me wrong. Just I didn't have an appreciation for the movie until I saw the play. And watching that woman sing live, she's something special. She's so little. It's funny that we're talking so about so little yeah. to have that come out of her. It's fascinating. It's funny that we're talking about it because I before we got on the mic, I was um listening to the Quest Love Supreme podcast and I was listening to that episode where they had her on talking about mm. the Wiz. And talking about her career, but yeah, they um, she talked the 
She talked mm. about all that. Like the Wiz and the place she was in before she got the Wiz. And originally she didn't want to go. Like her mother like kind of pushed her to go okay. audition. And um she went and of course she got it and she was probably all of about fifteen. Okay. Maybe maybe even younger than that when she got the role. Um, and then, of course, she talks about the people behind the scenes, people that wrote the songs, and being at the piano with the arranger and learning mm-hmm. the songs and home, the song yeah. home. And, um, you know, of course, they brought up, you know, the Wiz, the movie and everything. And they were like, well, was there ever a discussion about you being in the movie, okay. like you going from the play to the movie, and she said, um, I, she said maybe there was, but it's very rare that they cast, they use the same cast from the Broadway, yeah, the movie. that's true, it's still like that. Um, and she said that the movie itself went and in, in, went into an entirely different direction mm-hmm. than with the play was supposed to be or, or was um, and that you know she like they they had a different director when they initially had a different mm-hmm. director at first um, and that was around the time that she possibly was up for the movie but for whatever reason it was a different director and then of course Diana Ross mm-hmm. got the role. And then, like, at one point, she was recording for Motown. She did one album for Motown around that time, I think before then. Um, so she already had a, a deep respect mm-hmm. for Diana Ross, um, which was, I guess, contrary to the rumor that we had been hearing for a while that she didn't really care. She didn't really care about... Um, Diana Ross mm-hmm. getting the role or whatever. And a lot of people felt that she was too old for the role. Okay. Anyway, but she was. She was she was damn near almost 40. But yeah, like they talk <laughs> about the Wiz. They talk about her working with um M2 May, like on her mm-hmm. songs and stuff and her music career and everything. Her dating Michael Jackson. Really? Um yeah, they wow, used to date. I know that. She she dated Michael Jackson in the 70s. Um, and her first marriage, I believe, was to Jeffrey Daniel. The okay. guy from Shalimar. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd stopped at that point, that part, and then I came over here. But yeah, that would be pretty dope if um, they can pull that off. Yeah. That versus. Um. But we shall see. I'm putting it out we there. Shall see. But yeah, there's really no other black history, recent black history. Um, mm. You know, still some fuck shit going on on social media. That's not going to change. Um, got a new president, new vice president. <laughs> hey. Pamela. Hey. Vice president. Kind of 
broke up on me a little bit. Oh, I said Kamala Harris, first black female vice president. Yeah. So I want to um, wrap up this episode right here. Um, okay. And then switch over to the recorded kid sack because my earbuds are about to conk out. Um, okay. And then when I do that, we'll do the other piece you want to talk about. All right. Let me um get. I'll call you. All right. We can finish. All right. Well, this is Mr. Fox from the I Refuse podcast, a.k.a. Dionne Warwick's tracksuit. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> with my co-host. What? That's actually my Twitter handle. Um, my main Twitter Your Twitter handle, handle is Dionne Warwick's tracksuit? Yes. Has she seen this? No, but I want her... You listen, need, I'm going to need you to see. We about to make that happen. I want her to acknowledge me. I do the hashtags. I even tagged her in the post. I comment oh, on some of gosh. her stuff. Like that's hilarious. Oh, I am Dion Warwick's tracksuit because you know when she puts on the tracksuit and she has on the visor. Oh, it's it's about to get real. real oh yeah, I strips. love it. So, as I was saying, this is Mr. Fox. I refuse podcast. <laughs> this is the abstract stage, <laughs> and we will catch you guys later. See you on the flip side. Bye. All right.